And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, the Egyptians were arrogant. God would have none of this, of this nation or any other, including America. Yet the reputation of God has never been forgotten. Now, why? Why is that important? Why is it important that God have a great reputation? Doesn't that seem like someone who's egocentric? That's how the world would think, and that's how the worldly think. But on the contrary, God's reputation is vital to humanity because his reputation offers hopes, miracles, deliverances, forgiveness, grace, and mercy in his name. And next, a cloud during the day. You know how Israel's traveling? That means relief from the hot sun. Oh, boy, can we use some of that, right? And uh, that was the right way to follow the Lord more clearly because the cloud was giving them a break. That could only happen if there were— that. Uh, that could only happen if there were fewer distractions so that the cloud could protect them, right? So they're trying to follow the Lord. The Lord's trying to eliminate all the different distractions. Heat would definitely be one of them. A pillar of fire at night. This was so the Israelites could see in the dark. Now, just think about that. God is covering them when it's really hot and the circumstances are melting them. He covers them when they can't see. God is still leading them in both of those times. As the scripture says, both of these are used by God to help his people find their way. That's how it was then, and that's how it is now. And finally, bread from heaven. Oh my, can you just stop and consider how great our foods of this world are? I mean, we do have unbelievable foods. And great fresh bread is way up there at the top of the list. Now think about that fresh bread baker being God. (laughs) Yummy. And water from a a rock? To me, that sounds like the best water ever. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Three good things. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Three okay things. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities. Three very wobbly things. (laughs) So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. Something special happens when you call. Oh, yeah. You end up talking to Captain Chris when you dial 972-445-0770. Talking to Captain Chris 
on a day like today, and I'll explain this in a little while, but talking to him is like getting a free Slurpee. And then you will be... That's right. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. This is a great place to do that. So we did our trivia question. We asked a tough question. People were like, oh, the answer was judges. The book of judges. See, they would do really good. And then uh, when they had a judge, and then the judge would die, and then it would do really bad. And then really good and really bad and really good and really bad. Seven times. Really good and really bad and really good. Okay. So the bottom line to this is simple. If you are looking to be encouraged, we want to help with that. If you need people to join you in prayer time, we want to be a part of that. If you've got something you want to share, we want to hear it in the sense that we want people to be blessed and encouraged in in the Lord because it's tough out there. And we have one we have the Lord and the Lord as a gift in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has given us one another. That's what we need. So let's do it and let's take care of each other. You're welcome to reach out to us. If you've got something rocking and rolling in your heart and mind, the Lord's done something special and you just want to give a shout out to the Lord, yes, 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 or see if you can answer this trivia question, which should be substantially easier than the last one. Who boasted with a donkey's jawbone I have killed a thousand men? (laughs) See how nice we have to be on the air? Because, I mean, that's not, you know, that is not what's in the Hebrew. <laughs> that's not what's in the Septuagint, which is the translation of the Hebrew into the Greek. That is not what's in the But we're nice. Uh, who boasted, with a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Okay. There you go. Uh, if you think you know the answer, I should probably give you the number. If you think you know the answer, somebody's calling in already. <laughs> You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So somebody killed a 1,000 men with the, uh, with the uh, jawbone of a donkey. Of a donkey. 1,000 men. Okay. My only response to all that would be still be, still be in the same book. See, we keep, see, we just did the whole judges. Still in the same book. Okay? All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, before we get to that and before we do that, I want to give you a couple of updates. Let's pray for Ukraine and the United States. It's a good, good time to do it, so let's do it right now. Let's pray. Just collectively join your faith with mine. We join our faith together, and we send prayers because what else do you do with them? Do you bury them? No, you send them. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you and we worship you and we acknowledge you and we pray for our country. Sometimes I don't even know how to pray for our country, Lord. I don't even know what to say. I can't tell which part is just the country just being so sinful and then part of it being prophetic fulfillment and then part of it being uh, hopefully you redeem uh, to some degree our country so that we don't just destroy ourselves from within. I can only think to pray that you might have mercy upon us. We need your help. We need our leaders to know you, not to know of you, but to know you and to be influenced by you. We pray for that. We pray for Ukraine. We pray for the people there who are sharing the gospel. You would protect them and keep them safe and that there would be a gospel explosion there, that Ukraine would become a center of a gospel movement and that your name would be glorified. We lift this up to you and pray for your help in it, and we're just not going to stop praying. 
So please answer and give us the affirmative, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we do have somebody ready to respond to the trivia question, then we'll get into the teaching, and you can just count on all our timings being off all day long. Uh, let's go ahead and send that person through on the trivia. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. I'm doing good. Wasn't that great that Deborah called in? Did you? It hear was. I prayed for all of you, including Deborah, yesterday, and it was nice to hear from her. Isn't it? It just was like a blessing, like like a fresh air. And thank you for praying for her. You were the one that brought her up the other day, and that was just so nice of you to be thoughtful, to be considerate of one another. And that that's exactly what the gospel calls us to be like. So that was. Jesus a great said thing. to love one another as I have loved you. And yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't mean this phony stuff. He yeah. means the real, you know. The real deal, right? Yeah, you the really, real deal. You got to really go into it. And that's why you, when you carry one another's burdens, that's why when people say, well, I'll pray for you. It's like, no, pray for him right then and there. Pray right then and there. Make it a part of your life. Well, I was glad. I'm uh, glad she called in. I'm glad she's doing better. Yeah. Yeah, me too as well. All right. Here you go on the trivia. Here we go. Who boasted, with a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men? That was Samson. That is correct, sir! That is correct. And what's really good about that is it was it was in Judges, which the first trivia question was in Judges, so wasn't that far away. So good yeah. job. Excellent work, Gary. Excellent, okay. excellent work. And I'll continue to pray for all of you. All right. Thank you, brother. Goodbye. Bye-bye. All right. Good job there. Good job there. Uh, not a chance we're going to even get close, so just hang on. You're thinking, when, when's that normal break coming? Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is in Nehemiah. So now, we're going to be winding down on Nehemiah, I'm warning you, and we are probably going to be using Job as the filler. So you better get ready, because that, I can promise you right now, when we get into the book of Job, that's only going to take three years. <laughs> it's just like so much... You know, I, I color. I don't color. Well, I'll just show. I'll show. There. See, this, this is what my. I'm showing Captain Chris what my what my a copy from the machine from one of my pages looks like. Okay. It, it looks like I never knew what the lines. What is it, how does that look like? What does that look like? Look at Jackson Pollock over there. <laughs> you should see the book of Job. You sit there and you go, is there any regular print there without any color? Anyway, so we're going to get into that. That'll be fun. But in the meantime, let's do this portion in Nehemiah. Uh, and uh, we got some really cool teachings coming up to him. Very, very excited about him. Plus, I'm going to be sharing about church cult. You better get ready for my church cult experience called Christian Chaos Part 1. Mm, it's going to be cool. All right, so let's pick it up in Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 9. We're in verse 9. You saw the sufferings. Uh, this is Nehemiah praying. You saw the sufferings, and the, the sufferings and sorrows of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and, and wonders against Pharaoh and his servants and his people, for you knew how arrogantly the Egyptians were treating the Israelites. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land. 
So just taking that moment, I'm just going to pick it up from that word dry for a split second. Everybody who thinks low tide, they walk through low tide, well, then the entire Egyptian army drowned in low tide. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, it was dry. It wasn't even muddy. Dry was the word. Dry. The absence of any kind of uh, liquidation whatsoever is the word that we're looking at. And here's the thing that Nehemiah said that's superbly important for you and I to pick up on. He said, you have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. Why that is important, and I'm going to explain this to you from a really practical point of view as well as from the biblical point of view, God does one incredible element here for the children of Israel by splitting the Red Sea. It's still talked about today, thousands of years later. That's nothing. I mean, that. And when I say that's nothing, that's nothing. God created the universe by speaking. That's something. Okay, this is just splitting water on the planet. That's like, yeah, nothing, right? But the reason that it's important for you and me to catch is he has a glorious reputation that's never been forgotten. And why that's essential is simply this. It's not that God is egocentric. That's exactly not the case. It's because his reputation offers hope and miracles and forgiveness and grace and mercy and deliverance for people and for you too. Because when you get into a situation, it's because of God's reputation that you say, oh, God can help me. That's because of the reputation he has. And let me just take it a step further. When a person who doesn't know God, doesn't know Jesus, gets to the end and they can go nowhere else, it is God's reputation that steps in and brings them to a place where they call upon the name of the Lord. And Hebrews 10, 13, all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that reputation gives people that opportunity to find hope in the midst of hopelessness. It's very powerful. So when you read something like this, I know because we go through it and we just kind of blow through it on our you know rapid reading Bible scenarios. It's like, calm down, Sparks. Take it easy. Because God's reputation is what is being offered to people who don't even have a chance to know him to find out that he's a God of deliverance. That's why his reputation is important. Because it's there to save people. Yowza! Isn't that good? That's good. That's good. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go Anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we find. He's the hungry giant. He's the hungry giant. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip. And, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, Alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's, and, and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. I claim the blood. Jesus shed on Calvary Those precious blood stains were made there just for me For all my sin my sickness and my pain When I need healing, I claim those precious blessings. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where you get a little bit of ace when you least expect it. How about that? That's Brother Ace. 
All right, here we go. This is good. This is good. It's great. By the bloodstains. Here we go. Uh, trivia question. So this trivia question, a little King James-ish in the sense that this is where the quote's coming from, but you should be able to pick it up. It's from the Gospels, so I'll tell you that. That's the best I'm going to give you. Who in the New Testament? And then there's a twofold answer. You can have one or the other. It's okay. Okay, everybody relax. And that's not a Darth Vader impersonation. I stubbed my toe. All right. Uh, who in the New Testament said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men? Who in the New Testament said that? If you think you know... You can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So what's really actually fascinating uh, about that uh, passage, we'll, 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 if somebody calls in, we'll, we'll talk about that, but... The irony is that what that portion has been declared to be is often incorrect. I know that's terrible to say it that way. And people have used that for uh for, you know, you know, for lauding, giving things to one another. It's like that's that's not what it says. <laughs> we'll talk about that afterwards. Okay, right. who in the New Testament said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill. Toward men. Okay? All right. So that's the question. If you think you know the answer, so just the Gospels, early Gospels. Gee, where would that come from? 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483 on the text or david at he must increase dot orgs. I wasn't going to do this one. And this is, again, not to insult any particular group. I have to say that, right? Somebody's calling in. I have to. It's it's not to insult anybody. I just find things like this funny, and every once in a while, I just think, yeah, I gotta share it because it's just a part of who I am, and you guys just have to put up with that. So every once in a while, we have decent teaching, uh, great fellowship, and uh, ridiculous jokes. That's part of our. Uh, that's part of our process. It's part of our identity. So these are a couple of statements that were heard in a courtroom by an attorney. So we did a part one and a part two. This is part three. This will be the last of them. But some of these are, this first one is so funny. So you ready for the buzzer? You ready to go? All right. The attorney asked the person on the stand, were you alone or were you by yourself? You see, were you alone or were you by yourself? <laughs> Come on. All right, uh, next question. Do you have any children or anything of that kind? <laughs> okay. All right, now watch this. I show you exhibit three and ask you if you recognize that picture. Answer, that's me. Question, were you present then when the picture was taken? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Were you, here's the next follow-up question. Were you present in court this morning when you were sworn in? <laughs> these, these are actual ones from courtroom proceedings. That's why these are hilarious. Uh, Mrs. Johnson, how was your first marriage terminated? 
Answer, by death. Question, and by whose death was it terminated? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so here's the last one. And if you don't find this funny, that big knob on the right, that's all I'm going to say. Question, do you know how far pregnant you are now? I'll be three months on November 8th was the answer. Apparently, then, the date of conception was August 8th. The answer, yes. The response, what were you doing at this time? <laughs> well, what were you doing? <laughs> it's baking a cake. Okay, uh, here we go. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. Uh, you know, we're praying strong for you every day and believing the Lord for your for graciousness and for blood-stained healing to be coming in your life. Did you get to hear your, your clip? Yeah, I, I did. And uh, those, that, those are great songs, uh, uh, The Blood. Um, I, I got a healing from that song from uh, one of my old classmates in school. Uh, she had cancer, and she said it, it was a healing song that, that helped her get through and, and healed her. Um, eventually, of course, uh, things didn't work out. But at the moment, she she found peace and security in the song, uh, I Claim the Blood of Jesus. Amen. Uh, so that was a, that's a good song uh, with anointing on it. So. Amen. Um, Amen. It was a great song, brother. It was a great song. We're going to play more of your cut, so we're never going to tell you when, so you're just going to have to... <laughs> Just, just gonna put it out well, there. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, just gonna put it out whatever there. Whatever helps, whatever helps people. That's fine with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right, my good friend. Here you go. Who in the New Testament said? And I'm kind of open to two answers here. Who in the New Testament said, "Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men"? Uh, well, I assume you're looking for the angels that said that to the shepherds. That is correct, sir. <laughs> The angels, I would have taken the hosts of heaven. Anything along those lines would have been great because the, there was the angels that did it in a choir format. Unfortunately, what people did is they took that text and they, they misunderstood it because when it says peace on earth, goodwill towards men, it's peace on earth between God and men and goodwill from God to men, not amongst one another. But then they kind of twisted it around, and that's typically – that's not abnormal. <laughs> it's just like uh, it's, you're, you're doing a great job teaching. Uh, I, uh, I'm impressed with uh, their, their times. And I think, where's David going here? And then uh, all of a sudden, I see your your the balance of your program and your your mind, which you have the mind of Christ, is uh, full of uh, full of truth and uh, good teachings. And uh, I mean, and a lot of it goes against the grain of the church. But hey, that's that's what we got to do. Yeah. And I want to mention too, uh, David, that uh, we need to remind the people. If we share with the Jews their spiritual blessings, we should share with them uh, our carnal blessings, which would include money or you know, whatever else, food, clothes, whatever it might be. But that's a great scripture. Uh, if we share with the Jews their spiritual blessings, which we got when we were adopted into their family, then we need to share with them our carnal stuff, too. Amen, brother. Amen. Well said. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, by the way. I think you know that. We love having well, you. Uh, I, uh, I, I, you're the one I listen to when I'm, I leave my concerts. I come, I'm, I catch you on my radio, and I always enjoy uh, listening to you, and uh, I always enjoy the teaching. So good. So good. Yeah. I so appreciate it, you. brother. All right. God bless you. You too, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great phone call. Well, we are just rolling today. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling.
Ride. Ride. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's it's not a disease. It's just its own little thing. How about that? All right, let's get into teaching. We're just going to forget the – I don't know what the timing is. It doesn't matter. Uh, i got to go into this next teaching. This is uh, uh, really important, and I want to – Teach it so, so that I don't you – know, you can never do justice to the Word of God. I don't, I don't care what this is. But let's pick it up, and then uh, we'll find the place to break at later. All right, so here's what the Scripture says. So this is after they talked about uh, Nehemiah, and he says, You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You've divided the sea for your people so they could walk – through on dry land, and then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night so they could find their way. <laughs> the Lord is not doing the things he does in your life so that everything can just be one big mystery. This isn't an Ellery Queen book that your life is living, or was this Ellery Queen, right? It's like, uh, it's not like a Sherlock Holmes experience. It's not what this is, okay? The Lord is taking through a journey. You are being taught to be more dependent on the Lord. He is drawing you closer. But even when it's dark out, he provides a light. And even when it's hot out, and just in case you haven't been outside lately, uh, it's hot, <laughs> okay? And I uh, took the ball yesterday and threw the ball for Birdie, uh, our younger dog. Levi won't even go outside until he absolutely has to. I mean, he just won't even just—he's I mean, just, always been the smartest dog. And then Birdie, it runs back and forth, and normally Birdie runs back and forth in our yard like seven, eight, nine times. Try two and a half. And then I threw the ball, and Birdie looked at the—I'm not kidding. He looked at the ball, and then he looked at me, and then he started to go back into the house. You want to know why? Because when it's too hot out, you can't do stuff. Okay, now God is translating that understanding that we have, telling them, okay, during the day, got to put a cloud over them. Or they're going to be so distracted by their circumstance, they won't see that I'm guiding them. And that's the key right there. We get so distracted by our circumstance and by the heat and by what's going on that we don't even notice that God is guiding us through. And when it's nighttime, I don't know if you've been around for a while or not, but it's uh, harder to see at night when there's no light. I mean, I'm not telling anybody to do this, but if you have ever driven and forgot to turn your lights on before they had automatic lights, I think all of us know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I can't see. <laughs> exactly. And so God provides the pillar of fire at night, and both of these, the cloud by the day and the, the pillar of fire by night, so that you can find your way. And instead of thinking God should make it clearer for us to find our way, perhaps we should be more observant and sensitive so that we can see where he's leading us. Maybe it's not on his end that it's hard to discover. Maybe it's our end that makes it hard to discover. Maybe it's us who do not faithfully or diligently pay attention and because of that, we seem to be always walking awkwardly. I'm, I'm going to preach. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet it. I mean, I'm betting my life on it. So, in case you're wondering, I'm just going to bet when we get before the Lord, it's not going to be. It's kind of going to be more like the footprints thing. 
Where were you when there was only one set of prints? So that's where I'm carrying you. I think it's going to be a lot like that. We're just sitting there saying to God, well, I didn't find you in this. I didn't find you in this. And God's going to be like going, well, if you'd stop looking around, notice that I'm right above you, you'd probably find me a little easier. All right. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. Okay, make it simple. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Very cool ending to this text. Don't go anywhere. Confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. That's Genesis 18.13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke 119. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke 137, the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. The Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32, 27. If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. Praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3, 20. Praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits that you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process It's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. Welcome back. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. That's a great little intro that Billy does. That's Billy's music, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not supposed to be that music playing right now. I messed up. You didn't mess up. It's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. 
Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. I don't know if we're going to get to it. We'll, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, in which Old Testament book is the following statement made? Okay. This, would, this should be a little easier. Uh, maybe not. I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Which part of the Bible, the Old Testament, <clears throat> not in history? That's just eliminated half of the Old Testament right there. Who wrote that or who said that? Or I don't get close enough. I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. What very famous person uh, wrote that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Kapow. Al is first. I just want to say that. Very good job, Al. Uh, in the meantime, uh, don't forget to go to the website because I typically do forget to go send people to the website. Because <clears throat> as I told Chris, one part of my brain is leaking out of my head. Uh, well, money. <laughs> what do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you get a receipt for it. It's tax deductible. And we need it. There you go. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Pie eating contest. It's a fish. Oh. Lewis brought up a great point. He said, you messed up when you did that intro. You can't go sailing. <laughs> you know, says, and you will be sailing. <laughs> can't Fine. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, Turn your question. Which person, Old Testament, think of poetry? You guys know. So it's, it's you know, it's, you got the Torah, and then you got the history, and then you have poetry, and then you have the major prophets, and then you have the minor prophets. That's how the Old Testament split up. Okay? And people are like, well, it could be this, this. Yeah, okay, fine. Here's what it is. It's the Torah. <laughs> I'll just make it super easy. And then it's the history for Israel. And then it's poetry. Think about that. And then it's the major prophets. And then it's the minor prophets. Okay? Okay. That's just, and it's one of, one, of those, one of those in the poetry realm. Okay. There you figured it out. Who said, I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemusincrease.org. And now we will do history. Let's go All right, and now I am going to explain why I said at 2 o'clock in the intro that talking to Captain Chris is like getting a free Slurpee. Why is that? Because today is 7-Eleven. And if you go into most 7-Elevens, you can get a free Slurpee. 
See, not all of them, though. It is true. Some of them, uh, some people have boycotted for whatever reason. I don't know. I used to love Slurpees. I mean, just love, love, love. Did you do the combo or did you do like blue, red, or did you do the cola? Did you ever? I mean, did you? I like mixing cherry and cola. Okay. See? You see? We did, they used to call them the suicide and then you have to do all three together. Okay. Back when everything was okay to talk about. Today is National Blueberry Muffin Day. I don't, I just don't know how you can go around with that. Blue, it's a blueberry muffin. Uh, and then uh, National Swimming Pool Day. Could have used that the last 9, 10, 11, 15 days, the next 10, 12, 14, 16 days. You know what's amazing about having a pool? Okay, because in California we had a pool. It was never, like, conducive. Here, right now, <laughs> this would be conducive. I said, no, I said, you go out in the hot sun and sit in a pool? She goes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. You don't want a pool. They get all the warm here. Warm. <laughs> and when I grew up in Michigan, just to give you an idea, so Bernie Davis, he was my dad's friend back then. He, I told you this story, I think. So he had a 60 by 30 pool, which is huge, right? An Olympic pool is 75 feet. He had a 60 by 30 pool, and he would freeze it every winter, take off the board. I'm not kidding. And we would play hockey on it. And then he, the next summer, when it, he would replaster the pool every year. Yeah, you guy bought a football team he had a lot of money okay just leave it there so doing the pool thing not that big a deal uh this day in 1914 babe ruth played in his first major league baseball game uh 1955 on this day the phrase in god we trust was added to all u.s currency uh became the official motto in 1956 uh 1987 a world population hits five billion i think it's at seven now right it's like seven ish all right, do me a favor, look it up. And then 1993, and I have to say this because I'm this guy that says this. Uh, this is uh, God's no-joking matter. Now, understand where I'm going with this. Let me finish. A Saudi uh, newspaper editor is arrested for printing a B.C. comic strip. Remember the B.C. comic strips? Uh, where their character asks, God, if you're up there, give me a sign. And then it rained on him. And then the next uh, thing he says, well, we know two things. He's up there, and number two, he's got a sense of humor. He got arrested for that uh, because that was offensive to Muslim re religion, which is just another reason to be a Christian because that's going <laughs> to be offensive. That's hilarious. Actually, like the one with the preacher where he's preaching behind the pulpit. Uh, Schultz wrote this, and uh, he's sitting there, sign, sign, any sign at all, any sign. And then the next thing goes, poof, and he's holding a 55-mile-an-hour speed sign. And he goes, I don't know what it means, but it sure is comforting. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. This is going way off the rails, isn't it? Right? Just a little. Uh, okay. Uh, Old Testament book in the following. Man said, I am a man of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. One of the poetry writers. Eric picked up on it afterwards. All right. Here we go. Oh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. What's the population now? Uh, we're at 7.9 billion. Are we really? 8 billion in November. Really? Eight billion people. Wow. Well, you got another billion since I looked at that. That's a lot. Okay. I did not realize we had that many people on the planet. A lot of begetting. Yep. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> a lot of begetting. That's very funny. I just remember when my wife and I drove through Utah to go see her brother. Okay. We drove through. I don't know if you've ever driven through Utah or not. And you sit there and you go, my, where will we, where will we put all the people? <laughs> it's like 
I don't know, how about this 9,000 miles of nothing? You know, it's like kind of thing. Anyhow, all right, let's go back to the text. Here's what it says. Uh, verse 13, uh, bear with me. Verse 13 says this, uh, this is Nehemiah. You came down on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just and law and commandments that were true. You instructed them concerning the laws on your holy Sabbath, and you commanded them through Moses, your servant, to obey all the commands and the laws of your instructions. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land that you had sworn to give them. Now, I just want you to kind of hold there for a split second and that and understand this, okay? You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from a rock. Now, I'm not a physicist and I don't claim to be or play one on television. But I can tell you that water does not come out of the rock from a physicist point of view and bread doesn't come down from heaven from a physicist point of view, unless there's some kind of plane that drops on a bunch of Wonder Bread. My point is, God could have fed them multiple ways, right? I mean, that could have been the beginning of a real first deli right there. Guy could have been there, deli, you know. He, he takes from a rock. I mean, a rock, people. I'm just telling you. Go look at a rock, and you're looking at it going, there is no way water can come through a rock. Oh, water can come underneath a rock or around it, or you can put it, but it can't come through. Yeah? Well, in God's economy, it can. And it's like, that's impossible. Exactly. That's why he did it. And then bread from heaven. Okay? Now, I love bread, so just don't, 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 don't even. I mean... You, know, you you go to certain places of bread is like you you could care less about it. <laughs> just like that bread's so good, right? That's some places are like that, right? Then that honey butter, oh man. Listen, the bread from God is the the best comes from heaven, and the water comes from a rock. These are impossible ways to feed people. Exactly why God did it that way, so that they would know who was doing it. And when you're in a situation, it's impossible for this to happen. It's impossible for water to come through this. It's impossible for bread to come down from heaven. You just recognize that that methodology that God chooses is just so you and I can understand that God often does things through the impossible because that's his signature. That's how he signs it. Impossible any other way. God. Oh, so good! Right? He's just saying something so simple like that. All right. I will answer that. We will take our break on the trivia question. In which Old Testament book uh, was the same? And I am a man of peace, but when I speak there for war, that would be in the book of Psalms. Right in the middle, in the poetry uh, elements, right? Okay, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. 
Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy, cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to do our last trivia question. Our time's a little tight, so we're going to go straight to it. Who described or what book? Let's use that. That's easier. What book says that the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Which book in the New Testament says that? That the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. If you think you know the answer... Hold on. Yeah, I still got to pull up the number. Is that terrible? Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. 
And then David at org. See, have we covered everything? Don't forget, pray for ministry direction. We're going to need that. And as my school does wind down, I'm going to need, as uh, Aunt Deb wisely said, uh, something to do. <laughs> which won't be going in for another degree, let me tell you that, as my wife explained to me, if I want to stay breathing. Uh, so that will be over. Uh, then uh, you can answer the trivia question. Don't forget to pray for us, blah, 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 blah. This last section is really good. I want to get to it. And if somebody can answer the trivia question, great. And if not, I'll just get to it. Here's this last little section after the bread section in Nehemiah 9. It's really good. It says this, verse 15. You gave them bread from heaven, which when they were hungry, and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were a proud and stubborn people, and they refused to obey your commands. So God does all these fantastic, wonderful things for the children of Israel, just like us. He does fantastic, wonderful things. And then he says, go do that. This is what I want you to do. And we sit there and we go, eh, I don't think so. Wait, he just pulled out water from a rock. He he drops manna or bread from heaven. He's with us in everything that's going on. And then he says, go do this. And we go, eh. Is it me? Does that seem terrible on our end? (laughs) We do that. So they refuse to obey his commandments to go forward and take possession of the land. And that creates what? Tons and tons of problems. In fact, you wouldn't have had the book of Judges if they had just done what they were supposed to do. And the whole point is that we do this. God says, go forward, do this, do this. And we're like, I don't know. I need a sign. (laughs) I told you to do it. No, I need another sign. I need something really specific. You know, like a telegram or something. It's like, we got to stop doing that. If the Lord tells you to go forward, go forward. He tells you to take the land, take the land. If it seems impossible, it's okay. He was just dropping water out of a rock or pulling up water out of a rock and dropping bread from heaven. So you, you can absolutely trust that if he tells you to go do something, he's with you in it. And even if it seems impossible, he'll make it happen. Yeah, that's how cool is that? All right. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. Uh, are you excited? Am I what? Are you excited about oh. ending all this stuff? <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> Uh, if I do, I was telling Chris, if I get this, get a chance to do my defense like this week, I won't be on, I won't be here on Monday. I'm taking like three days off. I'm making my wife take some time off and, uh, that's it. <laughs> we do, we well, that's this. a good thing, brother. Yeah. We're going to do this thing called breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't that going to be, and it's going to be in the release. It's going to be an awesome release, brother. Yeah, I, I'm very, very, I'm excited. A little nervous, but I kind of know. I kind of get an idea of what's going on. All right. I got, I got about a minute and five seconds. So you got to yeah. answer the trivia question. Here you go. Which book do we have? Living and active, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Which book is that in? Well, I think it's 
either Hebrews 4 or, yeah, I think Hebrews 4. That is correct, sir! Hebrews 4.12. That's right! That's it! And and that's why I changed it from the author, because nobody actually knows the author of Hebrews, so I just went to the book. (laughs) Excellent job, my brother. Thank you, brother. I'm so proud of you. I tell you, I... I enjoy listening to you, and I know that means you. I tell a lot of people about it. I, I appreciate I just, that. I just like Bible trivia. Most of the time, I just sit and listen and answer. If you if you say the question, and if you know in a split second what the answer is, then you're doing good. Yep. Yep. But if you have to look it up, that's not uh, – it's okay. I kind of know what it could – I've had to do some of those. Last week, you had some hard ones. Yeah. I got you. Thank you, brother. We got to rock and roll, but you are a blessing. All right. God bless you, bro. All right. Excellent job by our brother. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.